Welcome to Monday Musings on the Elliot Resnick Show. We on the right can't stand when leftists call us racists. We know well that racist is about the worst epithet you can apply to someone in modern-day America, and so we very rightfully object when leftists cavalierly apply it to just about every single right-winger. Amazingly, though, some of these very same people who object to being called racist think nothing of calling a leftist an anti-Semite on the flimsiest of evidence. Two weeks ago, as many of you probably know, Robert Kennedy Jr., in an off-the-record conversation, discussed the alarming development of bioweapons that countries genetically modify to target particular races. To impress upon his listeners the seriousness of this development, Kennedy noted that several scientific papers suggest that COVID-19 seems to target whites and blacks and to largely spare the Chinese and Ashkenazic Jews. Now, as an Ashkenazic Jew who lived among Ashkenazic Jews during the pandemic, I don't think these scientific papers are accurate. But do they exist? Yes, they do. But for citing them, for citing scientific research, people who hate Bobby Kennedy Jr. immediately attacked him as an anti-Semite. Now, that leftists dubbed him an anti-Semite does not surprise me. But conservatives are supposed to be different. They're supposed to have greater decency. They're supposed to give people the benefit of the doubt. They're supposed to have a greater appreciation for the perniciousness of name-calling, since they so often are the target of it. They're supposed to know that you don't call someone one of the worst epithets in America without super clear evidence that it fits the person you're targeting. And yet, many so-called right-wingers called Bobby Kennedy Jr. an anti-Semite nonetheless. Now, you would think they would have given a man who wrote a 450-page book on Tony Fauci's crimes the benefit of the doubt, but they didn't. And I honestly find this whole episode just unbelievable. Bobby Kennedy Jr. is no more an anti-Semite than you or I are. Or let me put it this way. There's essentially zero evidence that Bobby Kennedy Jr. is an anti-Semite. He's 69 years old. If he were an anti-Semite, we would have known about it before last week. There would be a long trail of evidence. And he would not have vehemently denied being an anti-Semite as he did last week if he actually were one. Now, I'm not defending Kennedy because I want him to be president. I'm a Republican. Kennedy's a Democrat. I don't agree with many of his policies. But anyone who watches his interviews knows that he's a genuinely smart and decent person. When the entire Democratic establishment was promoting COVID lockdowns, COVID masks, COVID vaccines, Kennedy bravely said no, no, and no. He even called for civil disobedience. Tell me, what did a Democrat like Kennedy have to gain by bucking his entire party? Answer, absolutely nothing. He bucked it because he felt it was the right thing to do. The same is true of his decision to write an expose on Tony Fauci. Only conviction explains such behavior. If it were a Republican who wrote the book, I wouldn't say that. But for a Democrat to write the book, yes, it required conviction. And what of his opposition to the vaccine schedule administered to children? Has his opposition increased his prestige in his party? Has it earned him greater respect among his colleagues? Or, on the contrary, has it earned him the enmity of the entire pharmaceutical establishment, the condemnation of several of his siblings, and the reputation among most of the populace that he's a conspiracy nut? You know the answer. And yet, he forged ahead nonetheless because he couldn't keep silent in the face of parents of hundreds of injured children who begged him to look into the research on vaccines. He finally heeded their calls and learned that vaccines are held to lower safety standards than any other drug in the nation. Yes, that is true. I'm sorry that is true, but it is true. And for drawing attention to this disturbing fact, he has been vilified. And yet he continues to speak his mind because the evidence supports him and because he refuses to stay silent as kids continue to suffer from diseases that largely did not afflict kids born in this nation before the 1980s, which is when Congress gave vaccine makers immunity from lawsuits. 
In his interviews, Kennedy speaks of the Founding Fathers with reverence. He speaks about God. Yes, a Democrat speaks about God. He said in one interview that I watched that he wakes up every morning and says to God, reporting for duty, sir. If you do that, he said, you will never get depressed if your efforts to improve society don't succeed. Now, of course, you hope that your efforts do succeed, but results, he said, are ultimately in God's hands. All we can do, the only thing that we're supposed to do, is wake up every morning and say to God, reporting for duty, sir. Yes, Kennedy actually said this. A Democrat in 2023 spoke piously about God. I'm going to repeat myself. Just because I respect Kennedy does not mean I agree with him on every single issue or that I will vote for him for president if he miraculously winds up winning the Democratic primary. But to call him an anti-Semite? How disgusting can you be? Let me conclude by appealing to people to stop with the vicious name-calling. Unless you're close to 100% sure after thoughtful analysis and thorough research that you're correct. And this plea, my plea, even extends to people like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. I detest them both, but I don't think there's solid evidence that either one is an anti-Semite. Saying that Jewish money, for example, influences the voting patterns of congressmen, as Ilhan Omar did, does not make you an anti-Semite. It's an arguably true accusation, actually. And when a person wishes to affect public policy, he or she has to be able to discuss all the relevant facts. I don't think money ultimately explains pro-Israel sentiment in America. I think Christian Zionism does. This country actually had a Christian Zionist movement before it even had a Jewish Zionist movement. And if you go to right-wing rallies, speeches, or conventions, you will hear loud and passionate applauses for Israel by run-of-the-mill Americans, not by donors, just run-of-the-mill ordinary Americans. And I think this Christian love for Israel explains American support for the Jewish state. But it's also undoubtedly true that the views of congressmen are partially shaped by their donors and by their donor groups. And so to call someone an anti-Semite for highlighting the possible influence of Jewish money on American support for Israel is simply wrong, in my opinion. You don't call someone one of the worst names in the book simply because you don't like her views or simply because she pointed out a relevant fact that you would prefer go unmentioned. Yes, I'm sure we would prefer that she doesn't talk about Jewish money, but it is a relevant fact and she has the right to mention a relevant fact. I personally hate Ilhan Omar, mainly because she's anti-America, actually, not because she's anti-Jewish. At the same time, I deeply respect Robert Kennedy Jr. But I think we should apply the same standard to both of them, and indeed to everyone. No vicious name-calling without compelling proof. That should be our rule for everybody.